0: It's the oldcast time. We're here, and um, oh my god, <laughs> I've still got my microphone on test mode, so I just got myself playing back. <laughs> it is alarming. Um, okay, right, it's the oldcast, and what we're talking about this week is obviously the eclipse, and it is picking up, and some of the themes have become more apparent in the collective. My phone has no reception. Like I don't even have to go on airplane mode anymore because there's just it's just not there. Has anyone else got that? Can't ask anyone because my phone doesn't work. Um. So what else we got? We got the moon moving into Scorpio tomorrow. Moon square Mars today. Active, getting shit done. Don't try and stop me. Literally, I'm like a train at the minute. Anyone else? I know Mercury's retrograding. We should be slower, but it that. Pluto at zero Aquarius. now that Pluto is stationed retrograde, I, I just I can't stop. I don't want to stop, not going to stop. We have Venus at the end of Gemini coming to square Neptune. And that's a bit you know confusing. It's romantic. It may be alcohol infused Thursday night, Thursday Thursday. i'd w- I'd watch yourself if you're getting boozed. We'll talk about the eclipse in detail. And tonight I'm obviously doing the event where we will be meditating. And just tapping in, I'll talk about the astrology, the themes of a south node eclipse. The south node is the dregs. It's the end. It's the it's where we release. It's the it's the bin. It is the past. It is outdated. It is old. It's a bad habit. It's a place of that we revert to when we are emotionally triggered. It's not a place that we develop. It's it's where we want to siphon off it is the drain it is the overflow tap it is something that we know intimately but perhaps need to let go of it can get stagnant it can get stale it is prone to holding on to the past god how to explain the south node the south node is a point in space across the ecliptic so so the path of the moon going around earth and the path of earth going around sun there's an intersection and they are the nodal points and it's where energy comes in and where energy leaves and it's more than that i'm i'm being quick but the the north node is symbolically a place of development where the collective or personally you want to go to if you don't know your north node in your birth chart look it up find it because it is a key energy it's a hugely key energy for you it's really important in your relationships it is a place where you want to become you want to step into that energy because it's your it's your dharma it's it's your purpose it's a big calling it's a massive signature in your birth chart that describes who you are and where you're going but the south node is where you've been. It's where you're an expert and where you're brilliant, but also where you get stuck. It's like tried and tested. It's like being in an office and they want to upgrade all the systems, but everyone's like, oh, no, I don't want to. I can't, you know, can't do change because we like to stay in the south node. But then we've got a full moon, which is a full circle moment, a release, the the expansion of light, the, the culmination of a cycle a peak event and it's a lunar eclipse so the the moon is out but then some of the earth's shadow comes in front of the moon and things that have been hidden come to light and secrets and dark energy is able more freely able to come down to earth because we are less protected and with that occurring at the south node there is an opportunity to go, okay, this way of being needs to go or this energy, is. T- it's time for it to end. It's time for it to leave. It doesn't have to be toxic and damaging. I was thinking about this before I was making the pod. Like it doesn't have to be um, upsetting and uh, it doesn't have to be toxic. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be like, this is a really dark eclipse event. You know, this is sinister. It doesn't have to be sinister. The people... People die at eclipses, relationships end at eclipses, things end. It is a time of endings, but it doesn't have to be malefic. But there is a tendency for that, particularly also at this point, because it's in Scorpio. And Scorpio is intrinsically a sign that kind of resonates with that energy, with being, with holding on, with being fixed, with being um unable to let go and difficult to move on and suppressed and not letting the true emotional. Um, situation how you really feel being revealed because you're Scorpio and knowledge is power and you're secretive and you don't want to let people know how you feel so you prefer to like do some passive aggressive shit and and we all have that in our charts but this is being activated by a lunar eclipse at the south node in Scorpio so it's an opportunity for us to look at our own stuff um I'm I'm being fast because this is a rapid intro I'm not actually doing the discussion here but we're here to let go. So what I'm doing in the event tonight is exploring those dynamics and also looking at past lives. So we all have energetic. We are energy beings. Everything is energy. Yeah? like fact. Not even esoteric. Just fact. We are molecules, and every we have a frequency. Our hearts vibrate at a certain frequency. We can, you know, you can cycle on a bike and power things. There, there is an energy connection between us and those energetic cords formed between all of us and these energetic cords can also hold us in relational dynamics because we get used to a way of interacting we get used to a way of feeling about someone we make decisions we make assumptions we have we have a feeling that was triggered by a certain argument conversation a, a lovely intimate moment it can be good or bad Scorpio but it's intense and what we want to do is we want to release those chords, not because we want to release those people, but we want to allow fresh interactions. We don't want to get stuck in old ways of doing things. And this eclipse is a wonderful way of letting go. So what we'll do in the event tonight is is visualise. We'll we'll talk about the astrology in depth and what this has meant for everybody, and everybody can share. And then we'll do a visualization, and we'll we'll I'll invite you to go into past lives and, and that's an imagination exercise that's not you can do whatever you want with that but it's about exploring that that we are that time is not just now that there are multiple timelines which will allow us to move towards the manifestation of the north node and taurus and a lot of that i really want to i am going to talk about that in the pod about not just money because a money mindset is like triggering and i will discuss that Um, but but like I said everything is energy so therefore that includes money and our feelings about wealth and abundance and 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 what that is and it is different for everyone and it it is very much a mindset about how you feel about your life and your ability to create which is Taurus Taurus is creative Taurus wants Taurus's the second sign of the zodiac and it's earth it's physical it's artistic and we want to be able to make things we want to create we want to feel grounded and practical and safe and cook good healthy food and not be like emotionally triggered and doing things the hard way so that's enough of an intro i think i need to get stuck into the pod properly uh, Venus moves into cancer at the weekend etc cetera, etc cetera. I shall talk about it all go and find the podcast when it's made and um, I'm going to crack on in my own world now see you later hello podcast friends so here I am in my own world now it's really interesting thinking about how to make the pod like because I sit here on my own and I am definitely going to open this up and have people here I'm going to do some like live radio shows and I'm going to do the pod And then I'm going to have Q&A at the end. And whoever speaks will therefore have agreed to be put on the podcast. They are You will be part of it, your questions. So, you know, if you're going to ask about your love life, it's going to go live. But that's fine. People call in radio shows all the time, don't they? Do you ever listen to Late Night Love? (laughs) That's a bit 90s. Bit 90s, if you're young or not English, then maybe you didn't have Late Night Love, which is a shame because it was great. (laughs) <laughs> i wonder if there's clips on youtube anyway i digress but there is something i think part of being a 12th house person 12th house moon person i've spent a lot of time alone in my own world now uh, the 12th house is like a pisces type arena and as well because i have mercury neptune i'm very much i'm trying to drop in the astrology if you don't understand the terms ignore them because i always explain them some people know what i mean and I'd like it eventually if more and more of you picked up on the terminology, but the terminology isn't necessary. If you don't get it, I'm just referencing it for people who do. That's, you know, I'm trying to appeal to everyone here. But what I'm trying to say basically is that my disposition is in my own world a lot because I grew up um, perhaps doing that in my own world, thinking about things and Bit of a loner. Well, because we lived in the countryside, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So I didn't, there was no one for me to play with. So I just had to play with myself. And, but it means I'm very used to this. And I find it, if I'm live at the same time, it's not the same because then I'm considering, I'm like, are people here? Are people watching? Are they engaged? Are they, am I giving them what they need? They're asking comments, they're, they're commenting and they're asking questions and I'm responding. Whereas this in my own world is such A treat because I can go into that imaginative space which is a very Mercury retrograde thing to do and I was born with Mercury retrograde so that is also a clue for everybody Mercury will be retrograde for the whole of this week if you listen to this podcast and that means you can do that it's about going into your imagination and going into your own world and not necessarily being output 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 and interactions so as I've already said we have moon square mars today moon mars is the planet of war and god like action so when moon is square mars you, you want to go 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 and that's fine the the moon is in libra now and also on thursday so you might want to beautify and make things look good i just had a little upgrade of my my grid on instagram and archived a few posts and just made it look tidier and i thought i wonder if i always do this at the libra moon it's just the urge to make things more harmonious and look a bit better I as I've already said I am going to talk a little bit about abundance I have been reading a lot about it and that is it just I think maybe because it's tourist season and it's on my mind I've been reading all these money books for years and what I mean by all the money books is think and grow rich or the soul of money and creating money don't ask me about authors but if you google them you can find them and these are all these Hashtag spiritual money books that maybe you're already aware of. I think a lot of people in the the spiritual way of thinking have probably encountered money mindset, coaches, growth. A lot of people in the wellness space have probably encountered it. But if you're new, then maybe you haven't and you don't know what I'm on about. I just had a little brief interlude because there is somebody drilling outside, but he's never going to stop. I literally went down there and was like, are you ever going to stop drilling? It's like, this isn't why you do yoga. <laughs> you do yoga to so just allow things, you know, you don't have to control everything. The ticking clock. I'm like, I'm going to take the battery out of that ticking clock. <laughs> just let it be. That that has been the most powerful thing about yoga for me is, is being able to tolerate things. Being on a boiling hot tube with my coat on and being like, yep, I'm roasting and I'm just tolerating it. Don't, you don't need to suffer just because you don't like something. Suffering is not being able to accept what is. And if you have to control everything, and you can't accept the drill. And I'm suffering. If I just go, okay, there's a drill outside, I'm not suffering. And it's it's why yoga is amazing for me. It's like, that's what happened. I don't know how people do life without yoga. I used to come out of a yoga class and be like, Wow. <laughs> This is wild. I am so calm. So if you haven't tried it yet, I suggest you do. I don't remember where I was, but I'm just going to repeat it um, for editing purposes. So when it comes to money and money mindset, this really is a topic of, of Taurus and Scorpio. It is a topic of wealth and security and the energetics, the unseen. If Scorpio is the iceberg... a water sign so it's very sensitive and we only see what's the tip of the iceberg we don't see what's underneath we don't see all the the movement of of energy and the it that corresponds to finance it corresponds to the occult it corresponds to death and the underworld there's so much to scorpio and what we have to understand is that the way we feel about things does attract situations now we are also part of the karma of our family of the country we live in of um you know of lots of other things which is why if you have a really strong independent spirit or if you are aligned with who you are and you're not being influenced excessively by the world by the rhythm of life by media by the radio by tv by film that is saying go to school fall in love go to university do this, do that, drink and party and have drugs and sex and maybe don't drink, but maybe that's a big theme and you party and we do this and we do that and you get a job and you settle down and then you do this. and you, Like, we all do these things, but life can get us trapped in a, a cycle of just joining the merry-go-round of what everybody else is doing. And at some point, you might get off the merry-go-round and say, do you know what? I have this calling. I'm going to go and travel or I'm going to fall in love with this person or I'm going to live abroad or I'm going to do this unconventional career or I'm going to be an artist or I'm going to sing or I'm going to do this side hustle or I'm going to spend some time alone or I'm going to be celibate for a while or I'm going to stop drinking and or I'm going to go to this situation where everybody else is drinking I'm not going to drink or I'm going to Ah, stop buying clothes. I'm going to think about how much I need to own. I'm going to sell my possessions. I'm going to completely downsize. I'm going to be polyamorous. All the things that aren't normal. And when we are able to A, follow our heart, and then B, accept ourselves for having followed our heart, we are less influenced by the karma of the country or the external cycles because we are more of an independent force and our own energetic force field is stronger. We are more empowered. We are. We know our own minds more, we are less easy to control, less easy to influence, and so that's you know one reason why we do astrology is to like, yes, this is you, you're not mad for thinking that you know that for me, that's the gift of astrology is reminding people of what they already knew. you know, I remember one client comes to mind who had an English degree and was won a scholarship, won a scholarship after uni to do a journalist thing, and then ended up getting a job somewhere else, unrelated. And then at thirty, it was like, I saw their chart and was like, "You're a writer." Like, it's crystal clear. That I think there was like Mars Venus conjunction Gemini and something else, Mercury Sun conjunction. I was like, "You're a writer." This is just I I can't get past this. And they said they told me about the scholarship in the journalism. I was like, "Well, are you gonna do it?" <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you know, I just." I wasn't sure because I'd done this and I really liked doing my other job and, and it like this lack of conviction in what is crystal clear. And sometimes as well, when things are really obvious to us, we don't do it like travel. I'm a Sanj. I always wanted, I wanted to live abroad. I I, I would have loved to be a travel writer. I, I mean, I still throw it in when I'm doing Instagram and I'm away and I get to talk about being abroad. It's, it's there, you know, I, I really wanted to do it because I loved that. And you, of course you think, well, everybody loves going on holiday. Everybody wants to be a travel writer. And I I imagine a lot of people do because it is cool. But at the same time, it's the drive to write about your experiences isn't there for everyone as much as it really, really was something that felt like a calling to me. But I didn't pursue it because it's like, well, everybody wants to do that. And yes and no. You know, a lot of people can't be asked. To do that thing, and same with dancing, same with acting, but you have to be true as well don't get we don't want to get caught up in the trend where everybody wants to be a pop star, like I think I don't know if that's still the case, but I know you know when pop x what was it pop star rivals and X factor and all of that was all the rage anyway, tangent as usual, and that man's still bloody drilling, but I am mindful, kind of <laughs> kind of mindful. So bringing it back to the eclipse, if we have Scorpio energy and Taurus energy and we're looking at money and we're looking at finance and the way we think about and interact with life, that is something I want to talk about more. And I feel that perhaps this guy drilling and distracting me hardcore, I don't know if this is a challenge or I'm not supposed to be talking about it now, but it's really interesting. I hope you can't hear it down the recording (laughs) let's say it's a challenge so part one we've done that if you really follow your heart then that's great you are in alignment with your energy and you are rolling with who you are and the money mindset stuff is just tied into that it's really just about self-belief and doing what you want you know how they always say do what you do what you want and the money will follow Like with me doing astrology, it's like people used to say, can you earn money doing that? People still say it to me now. Like, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm an astrologer. And they say, oh, do you you live off that then? like, yep. (laughs) I never go into it. Like, why would I? But people are always like, really? You know, how? It's like, well, you just find a way, don't you? I teach and I do events. And I didn't know how I was going to earn money. I remember lying on Clapham Common in 2015, 2016, Reading a book called The Professional Astrologer, being like, Oh, if I saw five clients a day, um, for like most of the year, I could earn a hundred grand. I think it said. And I was like, What? Wow. I I didn't think that I didn't think that was a thing. I was just like, okay, cool. So, and it said in the book, to be a professional astrologer, you need to have read a thousand charts. I was like, Okay, I better start reading charts then. So that's where I started working at festivals. I, was like, I need to read a thousand charts because then I can be a professional astrologer and then I can earn money. But then I had no idea that I'd end up doing things online, doing a podcast, doing brand events. I had no idea. But those doors opened and I could never, I mean, potentially, probably if I had more about me, <laughs> perhaps I might have seen that, but I was blank blankety blank i did not see any of that coming at all i had no idea i just thought i need to let people know what astrology is and i need clients that's it that was my vision and i think that's what you have to realize is you can't quite see ahead some people are more strategic some people have been surrounded by friends and family who work i never who work in pr and understand what it is i had loads of friends in pr i didn't have a clue what it was I didn't get it they explained to me what PR was so many times I was like what do you mean like it wasn't until I started working with PRs and helping them create stories that I got it which then gave me even more mistrust of the media for instance blue monday which is like the third monday in january they got they got a professor to to do some research and say yes yeah, statistically this is the saddest most depressing day of the year because it's long enough since Christmas that you no longer feel the benefits of Christmas. um, But, and you haven't been paid yet. So it's a very, very sad day. Why don't you book a holiday? And it, what PRs do is they go to this person and say, would you say this? And they go, okay. And they, and then they give the professor 500 quid and the professor puts his name to this quote. And then the PRs write a nice piece and then they blast it to all the newspapers and newspapers are like wicked. Now I've got content and it's all over the press. And it becomes fact. And because I've had loads of press contact me and ask me to do this and that. Francesca, can you please tell me how, whatever, which plan? I've I've done it for so many things. I don't want to call out any of the press I've done. (laughs) But I understand that they approach me. I say, okay, yes, I write something. Then I'm quoted everywhere as the expert. But I've only done it because I've been asked to do it and they've paid me. And that's how PR works, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but also i've said i've written this on instagram before and kaylee wrote back being like yes but also what we do is we help brilliant people get in the press and that is also true and i'm very grateful for that because also some of what we do is true and some pr is more ethical and it's about letting people understand companies and their and brands And tell the story in a way that is engaging and interesting and in a way that the press want to put out there. Again, tangent. But I think I just found it really interesting to know. But when it comes to energy then, when it comes to this Scorpio eclipse and the North Node in Taurus, we want to go to the North Node in Taurus. Collectively, we have the North Node at three degrees of Taurus right now. And we want to go to that collective point of manifestation of becoming, of doing what you want to do and letting people know about it. Or we're at the South Node in Scorpio doing things the hard way. That's what the Scorpio is about. It's about instead of telling people what you want, being really emotional and silent about it. You know, I remember meeting a Scorpio <laughs> a few years ago and telling my astrologer friend, oh, you know, he just seems so normal. She was like, well, they all do it at first. <laughs> You know, because it, it, especially because Taurus and Scorpio are in opposition. So you see the Taurus, you see this calm, stoic cow in a field being all calm. You don't see the swan's feet under the water. You don't see the turbulence of Scorpio at first. It, it's hidden. And that's why at an eclipse in Scorpio, that hidden turbulence is coming out. And we've all got Scorpio in our charts. We've all got emotions that we're sitting on. Whether it be grief, love, passion, loss, or something from past lives that's just been brought over, because the South Node is very much about past lives. If you subscribe to that, um, so what we're looking at is okay. How have we done things the hard way? Well, that's about a lot of that's about belief. A lot of loads of astrologers told me I wouldn't be able to make it as an astrologer, or everyone like forty years older than me. When I used to tell them I want to be an astrologer, they'd be like, nobody, nobody makes it as an astrologer. That's what they used to say. I was like, well, Frank did. Frank, who's president of the LSA. And he's like, well, Frank's different. I was like, all I need is Frank. <laughs> you know, if, if there are people who are doing it, I can do it. Get out my way. Okay. But that's what we need to cultivate is that belief, that North Node in Taurus. And we've got to let go of all the limiting beliefs and all the limiting energetics that have kept us saying, oh, I can't charge enough. I'm not good enough. I, you know, this, the reality is cemented this way. And I say cemented because we're talking about fixed Scorpio. So it's a release, and it will be a release of old relationships that were done. It will be a release of life. It will be a release of anything. And because it's opposite Uranus, the Sun and Uranus are together in Taurus. The Moon is reflecting back that Uranian surprise, the Uranian shock factor. That it it will also there will could be something unexpected. Could will let's say will there's a sort of there's all with Uranus it's never the thing you think it's going to be it's like oh right I see I didn't I hadn't quite grasped that so we'll look at that tonight and if you I'll be doing the meditation and if you're listening to this later and you want to buy the recording you can I've said this in a podcast before but I am making the community now piano piano as they say in Italian (laughs) slowly slowly I really want to get it right and I'm planning this. I, when I planned my thirtieth birthday, my twenty first birthday, I planned everything with an inch of its life. I was like, let's book a bar that's two minutes from the tube that's easy for people to get to in central London because I know I used to live in Southwest London, and if something was in North London, it was going to take me an hour to get there. and then the location was twenty minutes' walk from the tube, Not going to happen. So you've got to have it close to the tube. We've got to do this. We've got to be eight o'clock. and am are we going to go into are we going to get into the club and what shoes do we need? You know, I want to check everything. So I'm really thinking, okay, how I make this as useful, invaluable, and such a no-brainer for as many people as possible. And it's just going through like in my head, how many live calls, where are we going to do it? You know, because none of us want to be online all the time, but it's still got to be valuable. So that's that's where I'm at with it. I'm just I just will know. But the founder members, when they join me, will um help me curate that, I would like to think. Cause that's part of it. Okay. Moving on. So the eclipse, yeah. Just do look after yourself, bathe, have a salt bath, you know, get in the bath and Epsom salt yourself if you can. I don't have a bath at times, but I will clear out and I picked some sage from the park the other day I've dried it. So maybe I'll burn that and try not to set the smoke alarm off. And I will just think about what beliefs need to go. what what doors need to be unlocked, what ways of living, what dynamics are done. And you can think of that objectively and you can think about it subtly as in just the feelings that you don't want to be with anymore and very much about how can we move towards ease? How can we make things simpler? How can we make things healthier? How can we be more open? Uh, less complicated. Scorpio is is a com- is complicated because it wants to be in control, but it's incredibly sensitive, and you've got to navigate that. We've all got to navigate that part of ourselves that is scared of being honest, that is that is afraid to feel and connect and do things differently, afraid afraid of change, but too proud to admit it, <laughs> um, and so too sensitive to admit it not even pride sometimes scorpio is so sensitive so there's going to be some tender point that we can acknowledge and let go like oh and then exhale okay you know just do that now just breathe out let go a bit let go of whatever tension you're holding on to in your body in your shoulders in your hips why do you need to hold on to it anymore whatever it is you'll know Whatever's going on for you this week, whatever you're talking to your friends about, whatever you're writing in your journal about, that's the thing that's coming up for you. And of course, eclipses are big energies that don't just blast on the day. They may already be active and they may already have already have passed. There's an eclipse in my sixth house. Sixth house is the house of pets. And Poppy died um, six, seven weeks ago, six weeks ago now, but it's st- that is still probably part of the eclipse for me. Because it's, it it was an eclipse to my sixth house. It has somehow changed the energy of my of pets, work, health, and routine, for sure. It will have, um, and it, yeah, it happened six weeks ago. But that's kind of how eclipses operate. It's not boom on the day, um, and it and it yeah, sixth house things, baby. Sixth house is the house of pets. I thought that because I've seen someone else who's also writing Gemini. Who's also lost a pet. And I was like, oh yeah, of course, eclipse in the 6th. And oh, do you want me to go through? I'll do that in the event. I'm not doing that now. All the all the houses. But if you do want me to do that in the pod, do let me know. I always I always worry about reading out horoscope things because it's kind of boring because you only want to know about your bit. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, should I tell you now? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you now. I'm gonna tell you. Don't want, to, don't want to ruin that. Okay. So, the lunar eclipse, what's it kicking off for you? If you are Aries or Aries rising, it's your intimate zone, sex, death, other people's money. So, what are you, are you financially stuck in a situation, getting a divorce? I, I remember saying that. Oh my God. <laughs> if, no, I'm not predicting. These are some of the things I remember saying that on an event years ago, and some, someone was actually getting divorced. She was like, what? but that's the kind of energy we're talking about an intimate bonding something that you're deeply invested in changing Um, but that could be release of your investments it could be death it could be just a complete psychological shift. Taurus it's your relationship sector so you are letting go of a dynamic you are more open I would like to think a lot of what I've just said about Taurus and Scorpio already applies it's very much in your relationship sector. Gemini that's me, that's what I've just said about pets, and then my daily work routines and tidying up the way I'm working, which I've already said today as well. I am just on an absolute mission, and perhaps that's part of it because I just want to organize things and I will not stop until it's done. Cancer, I have missed out the fifth house. <laughs> and it must be the fifth. So um, and then Leo must be the fourth, and then Virgo must be the third excuse me for that <laughs> um cancer is the fifth so you are creative come on cancer you you've got a talent there and or maybe it's your relationship with your children cancer or rising cancer but there's some have some fun you you've told yourself perhaps you can't have fun or you're not creative etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like boom let's open that out leo it's at home your home life and your the way you operate at home, the, the relationships you have, the, the way you live, is there some and your ancestral. I would be looking at your ancestral stuff in particular. Virgo, your mind is fixed on an idea. you you know, OCD, a little bit of a tendency to perfect and have things a certain way. You can let go of that. That can also be relationships with your neighbours and your siblings. It's very much what I was just saying about the, the yoga, you know, the mindful letting go. You don't need to control it for it to be okay just let it be. And then that's easier, easier said than done. Yoga really helps. Libra finance, um, second house, your values. How do you value yourself? Don't be so hard on yourself. You don't always need to be hot. You know, (laughs) you don't always need to be the most beautiful. You are innately valuable. You are fantastic. Keep going. Let it be easier. And yeah, I would say that I'd say, let it be easier and maybe find a new creative way of earning money. Scorpio, this is about your identity. It's who you are. And you will probably be shedding a skin. You shed skins all the time, but with the nodes passing through your sign and the south south node passing through your sign, you are dredging. This is an opportunity to clear, lighten up, move on. Saj, there might be something that comes up and makes you really, you could have a really crazy dream um, there could be something shown to you you could also really pray and ask for a sign and get the sign you know this the stuff coming up in your subconscious which is going to allow you to shift and change Capricorn this is in your area of friends and groups and activities so yeah maybe you're going to leave a group leave a society move on up you know Capricorn you, you can also find more abundance and security somewhere else perhaps or you bring more security to a new situation but liven up those groups liven up the people you hang out with Aquarius it's your work zone it's your career you can set your sights higher maybe you've been fixed on a a single-minded way of doing things and now that can shift and Pisces your higher mind, particularly with Saturn in Pisces, your spiritual practice and your spiritual development right now is on the up. This is really an opportunity, this this window with Mercury retrograde as well, for you to think about how you look after yourself, your addictions, because Pisces is a sign of addiction. So if you're rising Pisces or sun in Pisces, what is it? Now that could be something you don't even know. That could be your workaholic. That could be you being addicted to a, f- a certain food It doesn't have to just be booze and drugs. It doesn't have to be obvious addiction. So whatever it is, like, take your mind higher. How are you going to explore and expand and dig into different things? So that's the eclipse. I think we covered a lot there. And we'll talk about more tonight. On Saturday, we will have, the moon will still be in Scorpio, the full moon. The eclipse is in Scorpio on Friday the 7th. And then the moon is in each sign for two and a half days. So then the moon will move to Sag at 9pm UK. But we will also have Venus moving to 29 degrees of Gemini on Saturday. Now, that's a lot of mutability. That's a lot of changeability. That's a lot of haste. I would say that FOMO or the desire to go out on Saturday night is going to be quite big. This is like, need to get out, need to socialize, need to see someone. Uh, 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 I could be anxious, you know, 29 degrees of a sign. I'm very hot on that. And I feel like that there's, there's a lot of activity there, a lot of movement the sun is moving to reach uranus the moon will be in sag that is it's sociable the desire to get out i i would think it's very difficult to just sit in alone and if you do find yourself alone in on saturday then start reading a book or start writing something or maybe even just go for a little walk and then come back in trying to stay chill under that sky is a challenge because the the, the sky is saying move get out there isn't it? Yeah, it's very excitable. And then Monday flows with this. We still have the moon in Sag on Monday, moon square Neptune. It's a little bit sneaky. I think we've had a lot of that Neptunian energy this week where people are trying to get what they want, a little bit of manipulation, a little bit of, I want this. I want, you know, people thinking about themselves and being very persuasive, Sagittarius, the salesperson. And you have to again, be like, "Uh -uh, I know what I want. I'm staying stuck in that. I'm staying on my train. Tuesday, we have the sun conjunct Uranus. That is a day of ideas, which will be Casimir. let's say, the sun and Uranus exact. And intuition, like boom, in come the insights. And you can really flow with that. The moon will be in Capricorn, extremely creative, extremely practical. So think, create. We've got Mercury still retrograde in Taurus also an earth sign, sun in Taurus, Uranus in, in Taurus, Moon in Capricorn, Earthy practical, but very, very infused with ideas and excitement. So I, you know, Tuesday's great for getting like head down, get on with it, and or whatever you want to do, just make things happen. But it should feel clearer and more grounded than Monday, which is a little bit infused by changeability. It's more flexible. It's more go with the flow. You might not feel like being that practical. You might feel more like you want to go for... Well, it's bank holiday anyway. That's all right. (laughs) It's bank holiday for us anyway in the UK. So that's good. It's sociable. Again, you want to be out and about and seeing people. But on Tuesday, it's like hit the ground running. I want to get back to being productive. Monday's not that productive. Monday's more fun. But we have Venus in Cancer as well. So Venus moves to Cancer... On Sunday, the 7th. And when Venus enters Cancer, we are looking at what? Family and food and connection and love and home and warmth and togetherness. So we go from that extremely mutable Venus and Gemini that wants to know everyone and see everyone. And there's been a lovely transit for Gemini who have wanted to create and get out there. So yeah, Venus and Cancer is great. It's great for water signs. It's great for love, for romance. If you're a Cancer, if you're a Capricorn, it brings blessings to the sign that it touches and it brings blessings to those areas of our life, such as home and family and togetherness and warmth and cooking a great meal together. And you want to dig into those things. That's That area of life is blessed. So cooking with someone and uh, I keep saying cooking. it's <laughs> say cooking again. <laughs> But it's just the home, you know, home and family is blessed when Venus moves into cancer. So go and celebrate and enjoy that side of your life, whatever that means to you. Okay, I've done enough. I've said enough. This feels long. Uh, I hope that you got some vibe from the week from this and it made you think and you are looking forward to the excitable Saturday and the eclipse, it's going to be very liberating that the moon moving into Sagittarius after a Scorpio full moon every year, every May this happens, there's always a full moon in Scorpio. And then the moon moves into Sag the next day. It's always a sigh of relief. I think it's, it always feels like someone has opened the curtains and you've, you've faced the darkness, you've faced the bits of Scorpio that you didn't want to see. And then you go, okay, it's party time. Let, we've let we've let that go and now we're going to step into the possibility of the future we're stepping into Sagittarius energy and it's great I I really enjoy it usually and then we have the moon in Capricorn that's super productive plus Venus and Cancer so we become much more cardinal much more practical when, in that energy after being m- flexible and sociable which is more mutable by cardinal fixed and mutable I am talking about the Cardinal signs, which I explained in the podcast last week. I'm not going to explain it again. If you do want to understand these things and sign up to learn to read your birth chart in a week, I'll be launching it again soon. And what else will I be doing? I've got a couple of reading slots and the podcast, oh, my website. I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go and get on my Mercury retrograde train and, and get my website sorted because <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. But that's it. I think that's it. I've got courses, everything's on Instagram. Please make sure you signed up to my newsletter. And what else? Learn to predict is live. If you want to join, learn to predict, that's going to be available to join as soon as my website goes live, which maybe I can get it done for the eclipse. I don't know if I should launch anything in eclipse. Most people would say not. (laughs) But could I rebel? Could I do a Sun Uranus rebellion? I mean, it's asking for trouble. It's asking for a website crash. It's like saying, hey, I'm an astrologer and I'm just not doing what I'm supposed to do. Please crash my website. So I probably won't do that. But you never know. You never know. Sorry, I won't whifter. Drives me mad. And that's it. I think it's an interesting week. I think the eclipse is super powerful. And I'm excited. Well, no, I'm braced for it. I'm prepared for it. I I think it's very much about how we approach the eclipses with with what mindset. Are you comfortable with death and loss and separation and change do you understand that every birth involves a death and that can be doesn't have to be literal it's just a way of thinking about things letting the we have to let something go a new a way of thinking go to have a new way of thinking and what is it for you and can can you do it are you going to do it or are you going to resist it It's very difficult to resist at this eclipse. Very, very difficult. And with that Venus, perhaps at 29 Gemini, also that's an urgency to change the way we think. It'll be 28 or 27 Gemini at the actual eclipse. But Venus will be forming a lovely aspect to Jupiter. It's good. there's There's an optimism. There's a lot of hope there. Venus rules the North Node. Change, change, change. 2023 is a year of change. We're doing it. We've all got to do it. It's happening to us. So there we go. There we go. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the pod and stay tuned and see you next week. This has been Francesca Oddi for the Astrology Podcast. You can listen on all the podcast places and find all the links on my website, which will be with you very, very soon.